0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great food for thought episode coming up for you with a special guest. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. right welcome to max effort kitchen my name is chef matt i am your host for the day and uh i'm really really stoked to uh, introduce a good friend um great co-worker and just an overall uh genius i yeah i called you a genius sean uh, mr sean thornton welcome to the podcast Hello. yes so this has been a long time um, coming yeah the no to be honest with you like um you and I have such good conversations at work and like um, just like the mind, the way your, your mind uh, metabolizes food or yeah, metabolizes food and the way it works and, and your technical ability. I was like, this is a no brainer. Like we need to get him on here. So
1: yeah. I mean, I've, I've been um, like I said before, I, I, this, this new venture you're taking on, I am very intrigued by and, uh, I'm honored for you to ask me. I, yeah. I, I agree. We we seem to we communicate really well yeah. um, when and we know how to bounce ideas off each other. I feel like we're thoughtful about it and I, we always seem to find the right path. And, well, you, you uh, know why
0: that is, right? <laughs> that's because uh, we're cancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see right there. Oh, no, that's awesome. So uh, how, how's your night been? What did you guys have for dinner?
1: It was great, um so we had a pharaoh and corn uh like uh goulash, let's oh, say love goulash. <laughs> i love love goulash. Uh, I grew
0: up on that, man I love it,
1: it th- the reason why I say it like that because it it had a um an a homey comforting feel to it, um and I really, really quite enjoyed it. the sweet corn uh the niceness of pharaoh uh, yeah. a little salad with it, and uh it was it was really nice. nice. stuffy made it. Um, I've been aggressively walk cooking for some time now, so it was a nice change of pace. That's awesome. Um, you
0: were telling me about the walk cooking and, um, I'm, I'm mildly jealous about it because like, I, I had a really nice walk. It was like cast iron or no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It was, uh, what's, there's another steel, carbon steel, carbon steel. Yes. It was a carbon steel yeah. one. And, I just never cooked with it because I didn't have open flame at the time. And I gave mm-hmm. it to a friend and I'm, I so regret it because I'm like, there's so yeah. many things I could do with that. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The walk is very versatile. Um, it's obviously it's great for stir frying. It, it's yeah. great for noodles. Yeah. Uh, it's really good for deep frying. Yeah. Um, I learned that um, recently, like it, it's, it's about the, the slope of the wok that opens it up and the water when frying goes to the side more instead of kind of like resting up in the middle and it just performs really well. Also, it's a little bit less flatter too.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. The cone shape, it, it it like, it helps disperse heat better. It got, it has that giant surface area. Man, there's just so
1: many great things you can do with it. Um, you know, yeah, and it's, it's great and they're not expensive and they're really not. It's not. And I also have a carbon steel one. It's, um, I think I spent 50 or $60 on it. Nice. Um, I I seasoned it and, you know, Stephanie talks about It's like, it's like my baby. I I take care of it. (laughs) I think about it. Um, uh, I, it continues to grow in the seasoning aspect of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way with my cast iron. I have a 12 inch cast iron pan that, um, I use religiously on everything that I possibly can, um, and literally, you know, Alana knows, she's like, you, you just don't touch, she doesn't touch it. There was one time yeah. early on that she left it in the sink like soaking. And I'm like, you know, my, my walk in the kitchen and my mind just blew up. I'm like, what is going on here? And I, <laughs> she's like, yeah, that you, I think you like that thing better than you like your family. I was like, no, <laughs> but you know, I, I kind of like it. Um, uh, <laughs> But, yeah.
1: What is it about the cast iron skillet that, that, uh, that you like so much?
0: I'm, I very, very much love the way it retains heat. And yeah. the cast iron is just um, – it reta- it, you can cook in it and you can use it in your oven, right? You can use it on the stovetop. Mm-hmm. So it's super versatile. I've yeah. used it on barbecues, open flame. Mm-hmm. And the way that it takes heat and retains it and disperses it is really um, – I like it because of the way I cook a lot of meat in it. There's the only one thing I don't yeah. cook in it is eggs. I just don't do eggs because I feel it's it's too porousy for that. I like my stainless steel right. for eggs, you know.
1: It's slick enough though, for sure. For it, absolutely, it, but I it agree. Is. It doesn't it it doesn't. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I've made like um like a Spanish omelet yes. uh, with like the potato. Um, yep. Like I've done that in cast iron. It works out really well. Um, yeah,
0: I like that. Uh, that's a like browning
1: a tort- of meat is, Oh,
0: it's, there's so no other cut. way. There's no other way to cook yeah. a steak. And I talk about that a lot where I'm like, like, if you're cooking a steak, it better be either be on the grill or a cast iron. Please don't do it on anything else. But you know, um, people do what they do and <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it. yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about. But, um, so, you know, we, we talked last week and getting you on the show and this, this is great. I want to kind of give people a little, um, you know, background of like who you are, where you come from, you know, what, uh, what drives you to be, uh, in this, in this industry of food and all that. So the mic's yours.
1: Um, wow. Um, well, I think the food industry, it it started when I was 21, I think. Um, and that was my interest in Thai food and just my life experience with that. Um, and I, I kind of, uh, wanted to work in a restaurant because of it. I was, I've always kind of liked fast pace, um, quick thinking. And so I worked in a small little Thai shop. Um, and that, that was the beginning of just enjoying restaurant work. Uh, It was scary in the beginning. Uh, it was a, a lot of anxiety, um, (laughs) a little bit of like, you know, fear of messing up. Mm -hmm. Um, the owners of the Thai restaurant were, uh, generous and nice, but they had some, stone cold policies that made me pretty frustrated. I, I had to pay for mistakes on the calculator, you know, like, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You had to, glassware.
0: you had to pay for the mistakes within the restaurant. Like if you yeah, made a mistake, like
1: if I added math wrong because it was all by hand oh, um, yeah, yeah. and calculator. Yeah. If I, I didn't put the right thing on the ticket and then add it right. And it was like $7 short that came out of my tips for the night. Oh uh, man. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine? I, <laughs> Could you imagine looking at somebody today and being like, "All right, that's coming out of your tips." You go, "Sorry, uh, yeah. we dropped a pizza." Shut it down. <laughs> coming out. Shut yeah, it down. yeah, shut it down is yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways,
1: but the growth of food for me is really a lot to do with my mom, you know. She put in a lot of effort because she loves cooking. And yeah. so the the meals were dynamic. They would be thoughtful um i would say that i didn't appreciate it well enough at the time but you know that's the part of growing up
0: and yeah yeah
1: i think that's where it all sort of connects and now myself it's me it's my hobby you know so it, it kind of grew into that um the industry in itself is is really you know it, it just grabs me because it's just it's just moving it's quick thinking yeah. it's food yeah you know? and it's the people that are in the industry, the victories that we have every day, the pivoting, uh, you know, that, that's what really drives me. Um, you know, it's, it's a energetic, it's a, it's just got a lot of positive, fast paced, Let's do it. Let's get it done. Team camaraderie. You know, well, It does. And, uh, I, I really enjoy it. And I agree with you there.
0: And I think that, um, you know, you know me, I've always kind of, I've been a a very team sports oriented person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once, once I got into the restaurants, I realized that like, you're only successful as the person next to you. Like, you know, if, if his station goes down, you're done. If your manager sucks at his job, you're done. Like it just makes everything harder, right? It's all trickle effects. So it's like, you know, you really got to rely on that person next to you. And, I I I enjoy that because um you know I think that I've always said this that we're better in numbers you know one person can only be mm-hmm. so good and it brings people you know like you and I and like our team you know the the camaraderie that our team has is is pretty outstanding you just don't find that in in most places
1: Yeah I mean between you I guess we're talking pizza Scott between us, mm-hmm. Felix, John, yeah. Jade, Christy, like the way that we connect just to, to make stores work functionally, to be part of the stores, the way we communicate, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and we bring that to the store level too. Yeah. We're involved in it. And, um, that's, that's some of the, that's definitely some of the highlights, you know, we're making sure that everyone's following through with our positivity and, and we're making them feel comfortable at their job. Um, it's, it's unique to look at it from our level, you know, because we're not in it like we used to be in it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Sometimes I feel a little like an outsider because of that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, just always being involved, always letting you be the ear for somebody, representing the staff. It's, yeah. It's awesome. It
0: is. It really is. And I think that goes along with, um, you know, the the type of person you are in your family. You know, like you were saying that you're you, you growing up, you may not have... Uh, represented, or you know, may not have like understood all the things your mom was cooking, and, and maybe appreciated mm-hmm. it. But like, you took you you realized that one, and then you took it, and you told me a story the other day about how um, when you and your kids eat stuff, you t- instead of saying, "Hey, is that good?" and them saying, "Yes," you'd be like, "All right, what's good about this dish?" I was really fascinated with that story because I kind of do the same thing at home. But how's that going?
1: It's going great. It's really smart. And that came from Steffi and the things that she's into with things that she's reading. Um, and it, it really changed a lot. Um, and it, it happened today just what we were eating because Hazel decided she talked about it and she used, you know, good keywords on what she liked about it. It just wasn't good, which is fine too. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. But it's like the texture, it's nutty. it, I, you know, I like how bright it is. You know, I like how it's sweet. Um,
0: That's and that amazing.
1: really does change everything. It actually improves the dinner environment as it is. As you understand with kids, it can be, it can be pretty chaotic. Right, um, right. And if, if you sit down with anxiety with it, they're going to feed off that. So you, you gotta, you know, not every moment's perfect. It's up and down, but oh yeah, if you, you let it happen, you talk about it, it's, you know, sensory skills are up. Um, we've we've turned it into different things too. Like we've done this at work too. a lie. Like talk about that at the table. Like just do something to keep the conversation going. Yeah. To keep the fun kind of moving and keep people involved. Yeah. And we kind of talked about that today about the restaurant experience. The the it's about talking. You know, like sitting at a table. Right. Chatting. Right. Being with somebody. Exactly. Uh, it's part of the experience.
0: It's the experience, and I think that um it's all about the experience. So at home, what we do. Uh, We, you know, we uh, designate, we don't always have the ability to sit down fully as a family and all eat every single night, but we designate three nights a week where it's mandatory. Like no matter what I have going on, no matter what Alana or the kids have going on, we have to be at dinner. Um, But we'll, uh, we'll play like trivia, you know, each, each person will take Mm -hmm. a stack and I think, you know, it really helps with like Jack's reading and Maddie's reading. And then, you know, we're, they're learning trivia about like, you know, the eighties, you know, or, you know, I have an old trivial pursuit game that we'll use to, let me tell mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, like a lot of them are the only ones that know the answers, but at the same point, like they're
1: brain busters too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm, I'm looking at, them like, gosh, I should know this, but I don't. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you're right. It's all about engagement because, uh, food is so much more than just what's on the plate. It's, it's, it's an experience. And I think that's, that's cool that you, uh, promote that at home.
1: Try mm-hmm. to. I mean, it's a battle every day. And then also like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, you know, things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they
0: do. Uh, kids are not predictable. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, now I know you've uh, grown up in a couple different places, Uh, you know, talk about kind of your experience as a kid uh, growing up in the different cultures and and food.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Ohio was um, a lot of my childhood, you know, you have uh, classic um, Midwestern-ish fair uh, Lake State, and it would be like casseroles and, uh, you know, just things that are simply put together, put in the oven, it comes out, you mm-hmm. know, and um, there was a lot of just simplicity in that. Um, and even my mom brought that to the table. She would have a, a few dishes that were casserole like with some German flair. And that's my mom being German is where the root of some of that cooking comes from. Right. Um, right. Leaving Ohio, I moved to, to Thailand and I, I lived there for four years. And uh, that was the experience that I think kind of like shook my taste buds and started me experiencing new things that I didn't even know food could bring. Um, Mm -hmm. What flavor can do, how it excites you. Um, Yeah, you know, like spicy, uh, fish sauce, umami, mushrooms, you know, just these dynamic flavors that really tickle your tongue. uh, Mm hmm open up your eyes and just make you want to try as much as possible can. Well, it's interesting um,
0: because um so I do what we do uh food therapy with Maddie and one of the things one of two of the things um that the therapist talks about is using um foods with spices, not spicy food necessarily, but with mm-hmm. spices on it to wake up the taste buds. As a kid, mm-hmm. you need that. You need to be able to experience that to wake them up. It's almost like blooming a flower where or, or something like that, where it's like, you know, these uh, spices out there will actually have different reactions on the taste buds, as you know. But as a kid, how old were you when you were over there?
1: I was start. I got there when I was four. When I was fifteen.
0: Man, that must have 14, been
1: fourteen. I'm less eighteen. I yeah. think something like that. Yeah.
0: Wow. That that must have been just so like eye opening because of of uh, <laughs> going from uh, Middle America, Ohio, to Thailand is just like that's an experience of a lifetime, that, and that explains why you're the, you yeah. are cultured the way you are.
1: Yeah, I mean it it, it. it is an experience. Now, leading up to that, my dad, in his positions, um, what his job was, he was traveling all around the world. He would bring things home that gave us glimpse of uh, different uh, countries and cultures. And I'm going to say that that set me up for it. But yeah, you know, like I had seen pictures he would do. would come home with pictures we put it on the reel back in the day where it'd be on those little clips and you turn it on and you look at it on the wall um you know so i kind of saw it from that vantage but i had no idea what to expect yeah Uh, yeah. it it was hard i would say it was um my parents would say that in the beginning i was probably pretty difficult and scared i think Um, any
0: any kid that's pretty normal right I mean, shoot, yeah, I, I'd be scared what, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is scary. I yeah. mean, you watch Australia, right? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and I was scared about that, and that was pretty easy. English.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's Eng- they speak English at least, but it's a different culture. You totally. Know, like, totally. You have to adapt, you know, and um, yeah, it was awesome. I wouldn't. I, I would say I, I am lucky. All I could say is it, it was amazing, but that's cool. Food was already really big in our family, and that kind of just, like, really set it off. And as far as being, like, an, I became a very adventurous eater, um, and that would be, like, my dad was a very adventurous eater. Nice. Um, and my mom really didn't have many limitations either, and yeah. it, it created uh, I'll try anything, which is to the core now in me and it's, it's fun. <laughs> That's I, quite fun.
0: I can attest to that. Cause I've seen you try everything. Like literally I've never yeah. seen you say no to something and I love it. Yeah. We used to have uh, extra credit challenges in school where, um, you know, we'd have a chef instructor walk in and he went to, you know, one of the Japanese outlet stores, um, or, you know, in his farmer's market or, or in his own garden and he would bring in, uh, you know, something, And he would be like, all right, extra credit for whoever wants to try this. And I just remember being like, if I don't hit that extra credit every single time, I'm what am I here for? Right? Like, we gotta taste all the flavors. Let's taste them. And I put some really weird things in my mouth. I'm not gonna lie. Like (laughs) some really weird things. Like there was I think the weirdest was I what I thought was like little baby octopus and um, they were marinated in this like fish oils, uh, like chili, sweet chili kind of lime sauce. It was very wow. interesting. It had, it had a bunch of cilantro on it. And I popped it in my mouth. And it was, it was like, as I bit down, you know, the head just like, pop, And it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it was very, yeah. at the time, I was like, what the heck is this? Um, but... You're right. You got to try all the flavors. Like that's that's what it's all about. And and food brings on such a subjective uh, feel or outlook. Like why not, right? I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and like you like the octopus now, right? Like yeah, we, yeah. We, we talk about it. I, I'm like, do. how do I find this? And you tell me where you can find it. And yeah. I know you talked about recently having it. And yeah. Like, I I uh, I that maybe that's part of the moment. Um, it is. You know, it's pretty awesome.
0: That's cool. Well, you know, this segment, um, well, first of all, thanks for, uh, thank you for sharing that. Like, you you know, and more as we do these, more of these segments, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about each other's life and stuff. So more stuff will come Mm -hmm. up, but like this segment is, uh, I'm really excited about it because I do it and I've done it before on my own and it's called the food for thought. And it's like, you know, just a place where (laughs) we can get out. And I love this term where we can just get out what grinds our gears and okay. we had a great conversation yesterday about uh, diets. So I want to kind of open yeah. that up because you, you know, you started out, you want to know what grind my gears and you said diets. <laughs> so talk about that yeah. a little bit. Cause I, I have some good, good thoughts on that.
1: So the, the thing that I have with it is, is the use of the word because we all have a diet. So yeah. it's, it's about the phrase I'm going to go on a diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that culturally we need to rethink what food means to us, who eats what, and not worry about it. And you're going to change your diet because you're looking to see how your body reacts to it. Correct. I think we just need a better term for that. Yeah, um, yeah. And diet. Anyone's diet is go ahead. Is yeah, fine. You know, like I don't want to, you eat what you want to eat, and that is incredible. Do, do not talk about it. You take in what you want to take in. And people should feel positive about that. But the negativity around certain foods or just calling something good or bad for you culturally will bring you down. It will make you think poorly about yourself. Maybe the situation that you're in leaves you eating these things. Right. And if someone says that they're bad or not good for your diet, that's going to hurt. You're going to internalize that. And it can potentially hurt your perspective of food right for a long time
0: and life you know and the i think what's really underestimated especially in this subject is the relationship with food and these what and when you heard me use this term yesterday but the yo-yo diets where like it's the atkins mm-hmm. diet or the the paleo or uh the carnivore like it's setting you up to have this negative experience and this it, it's building this horrible relationship with food to think that we have to restrict it in order to look the way we want to look. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, that's not true. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. idea of a diet, like that, the or like that, that word diet, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Why are we using this word? Like this is my, you know, cause it's used for, um, it's used for in the fitness industry. It's used in like, uh, lo- the weight loss industry. Like it has so many different terms and it just, for me, I'm like, stop using that word. Let's not you. let's say what I eat, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I know. I'm changing what I eat. Yeah. I'm adjusting. I want to see how I react to this. Right. And I know you go through it, right? Like in weightlifting, you Ooh. want to be at a weight. So you're going to adjust your diet to maintain, to increase, Correct. to decrease, yes. you're going to see, you're going to try things out. Right. Um, and that, I don't think that people would consider that you going on a diet. No. I, th- I don't know what they would say about that.
0: Well, you know, in, in this industry or in my, in the weightlifting thing, it's, um, it's considering cutting weight. And, and I don't cut weight necessarily. I'm, I, I just adjust my cal- caloric intake versus mm-hmm. how, much, um, how much I'm like working out. So for, for example, like if I say I'm going into a competition and I'm like a kilo above where I need to be, what I do is I just say, okay, well, instead of eating a pizza for, for lunch and then going home and eating like a giant, you know, we do breakfast for dinner a lot. So eating like a bunch of pancakes, mm-hmm. eggs and bacon, you know what, I'm gonna have like a couple peanut butter jelly sandwiches at lunch. And then I'm going to go home and maybe we do like a Thai chicken salad. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. still enjoying food and I'm still putting in what my body needs. I am just adjusting the caloric intake because um, in my opinion, a balanced diet, a balanced meal is a best, is the best diet plan or meal plan or whatever you want to call it. Let's just get back to balance in our eating. And that's kind of like yeah. When you said that yesterday I was like, "Oh my god, you're like we're on the same wavelength here."
1: Yeah, I mean it is about balance. And then but I want to say that carefully because you and I have that understanding and we know what we want to do with that. Mm-hmm. Not everyone knows that and not everyone can have that. So it's also okay, but I think if we changed the culture on how we talked about it, people would be more open to talking about the food that they intake instead of just saying something is good or bad.
0: Yes, you know, I that, agree. That's what I'm worried. That and that's you. You make a really good point. I, I will say that um, there's 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 a couple things I'm pretty sensitive out there about. <laughs> One of them came up today, and it's putting pineapple on pizza. I yeah. I think it in my mind it is the most intelligent thing that somebody could do is mixing the sweet with the savory. Right. Um, yeah, but there is uh, a whole community out there that does not agree with that. And
1: New York city. Yeah,
0: pretty much New York city.
1: Exactly. Them. <laughs> right. Like
0: give me a break. Um, but at the same point, like I, I think food is so subjective that I'm going to look at a person that says it and I'm going to say, you know what? Great for you. Awesome for me because I get to eat it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. And, I mean, I like pineapple on it, too. I, I like mixing that. I also think it can overtake flavors. But I, yes. I guess my thing is, is, like, it's fine. Like, I think for you and I, we kind of have a joke in it. It's like a little bit of, like, comedy. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. When you get to know somebody, yeah, it's – it's fun to have a banter about it. Absolutely. But, you know, the wrong way, like, it really is fine. Like, yeah. you want to eat pineapple on that? Eat pineapple. You enjoy it? <laughs> Great. Great. I uh, I made, um, like, a classic American kung pao chicken yesterday. Okay. And uh, it was, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and, but you know what I thought it was missing? What's like, that? I probably could have put some pineapple on it. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And it was just like this like moment of like, yeah, I really wanna bring this up. <laughs> no, sweet. Right. S- little tart, little sweet texture. I didn't have it, so yeah. we didn't do it. Yeah. But um, next time.
0: Next time. I mean, well, you know, and what you're talking about right there is really interesting um, because it just came, just kind of came in my head when you said I wanted pineapple. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's like you're, you're looking to, uh, and there's this word again, balance. You're looking to balance the flavors within this dish. And how are you doing that? By adding something sweet because you already have the other stuff on the side here. And so you're thinking in your brain, you're like, ooh, okay, how can I balance this so when I eat it, it, yeah. it totally makes sense. Um, and I think, and yeah, so that's man. the way it's I think a- about pizza, right? So, yeah. It's all about balance.
1: Yeah. And that's why like a dish, a lot, a lot, like Thai food, a lot of dishes will, they have sugar on the table. Yeah. And the little condiment thing. They just got sugar and red crushed peppers. Anything you could eat could use a little dash of sugar, you know, <laughs> pod to you. It's it's got a lot of umami flavors going on with that dark sweet soy sauce, and you just like like kind of like lift it up with the fish sauce with some sugar. Yep. It's
0: like whoa. So I know, got, it's, Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, that's all. Oh, I was gonna say. So I have a funny story about that. Um, so oh, what was I? I was I was turning ten years old. My ten year ten year birthday, and uh, Batman, the uh, the Michael Keaton Batman just came out. And so my dad's like, you know what, why don't we go get some food uh, and then I'll take you to that, that uh, movie for your birthday. And I was like, sweet. So my, it was my first experience at a Thai restaurant. We get there and um, you know, I, I, I ordered, I don't know what I ordered, probably Pad Thai because that's all I ate when I was a kid, but of that yeah, type of food, right? Yeah. Uh, most, um, the yeah. most approachable. And my dad ordered something, but it had the little Thai chilies in it. And my dad was kind of a jokester, you know, he, he loved to like, kind of play like tote the line of playing some pranks. And so he's like, here, Matt, you should eat this and like kind of laughing about it. And um, he didn't expect me just to grab it out of his hand and throw it in my mouth. Let me tell you, I, I, I was 10 years old. I might, I, I'm pretty sure I started crying right there in the restaurant and I was, <laughs> I was dumping uh, the sugar because they had sugar on the table. I was dumping it in my mouth and the waiter comes over and he goes, what happened? And, and my dad's like, he ate a Thai chili and he went over and brought me a glass of milk and it just, bam. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. But that experience stuck with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's how I know that they it's put sir, like, sugar on the table.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, I mean, sugar does help. Um, and, yeah. uh, milk sounds really good. I like lime juice. Just something like um, a cucumber, uh, cilantro, like fresh cilantro, something a little crunchy, mm-hmm. wet. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I think that works well in the moment. Um, yeah. But I also like have become a – bit of an addict for the spice and i know it can't hurt too much but when it does hurt too much and it fades Mm -hmm. there's something euphoric about it it's it's a little sweat on your forehead there's a little bit of like clarity in your eyes yep and it's like i I like search for it you know and then when the flavor's right yeah it is it's just amazing we had christy had Uh, jicama and then she made like a salt and Thai chili dip
0: oh yeah and I
1: ate two pieces of Thai chili and with the jicama and just that like earthy woodsy flavor of the chili I just it's it's addictive I I just I want it that's interesting I
0: saw that sitting on the counter today and I'm like oh I know what this is because she's brought she's used it before but I don't know if I had it with the jicama that's a brilliant idea like holy! Yeah, she
1: said that was something she grew up with, and pickle on itself is very light, watery
0: mm-hmm.
1: on its own. Yeah, you got to really amplify it. And it's kind of a, a
0: blank canvas, it. right? Uh, I mean, yeah. hickam is that blank? Like it has a flavor, but it doesn't. It has a really nice crunch, like you said, watery. I, I, yeah, that makes total sense. Holy jeez! Okay,
1: yeah. it was good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, and I mean, if you I one. I like i asked her about adding sugar to it she wasn't too into it because you would do this commonly where it would be sugar salt chili mango or mm. sugar and you dip the mango in that and that sets off mango too like it's wow interesting it, mango is
0: <laughs> mango is a whole nother subject fruit, <laughs> you want to go down that road
1: it, it's mango like i eat it i think like there's like life i just think life you take you like put your teeth on the pit and peel off i i just can't get enough of it it's so good it
0: it is one of those fruits that like regardless if it's ripe or not it's still good but when it's ripe i mean it transforms you into another like life (laughs) it's 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 like i I don't even know how to explain it but like she brought it in and i and she had some really ripe stuff, and I'm just sat there, and i'm I had one piece in my mouth just what happened, like the watering and just like it was it was it was mind blowing I got to be honest I don't know
1: I know it's yeah. really good there it it is really good I get that feeling from figs too uh yeah figs
0: figs are very interesting um you know the 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 little deal with figs right that the hornet has to die inside of it in order for it to to happen Have you heard about that
1: no 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 what's going on here <laughs> so a
0: fig is an inside flower an inside out flower basically um and okay. for in order for the uh the fig plant to get pollinated a hornet has to get into it and actually die inside of it um i uh, I need to look up a little bit more of the technical term on what this is called because there is a technical term, but um, go down the Googles and check that out. It is insane because I've never seen a hornet inside of a fig, <laughs> but this is something that I learned has to happen in, for, in, in order for the, the plant to actually start flowering and everything.
1: Now is this like one time, and then the plant flowers for good? Is it something that's
0: it happen- It's happens- like a, it's a pollination. Uh, it's a pollination okay. process. Yeah. So it happens every season.
1: Okay.
0: But in order for it to grow wow. the fruit, it, it's they they use it in the same kind of term as like the pearl grows in the in the clam, like it gets in there and it aggravates it in order to pollinate mm. it, and that's how the fruit grows the way it does. Um, it's a okay. really I mean, I've seen, I've gone down many, many, many um, little rabbit holes on YouTube with it. And it's just, it's fascinating. Like it's, it's a whole nother podcast if we ever wanted to talk about that. But the fig is such a fascinating plant on how it grows and what it actually is and the fruit and, and well, the fruit alone is the flavors just, I mean, that's like biting in th- I, I'm challenged with it to a certain point, but the second I bite into it, it's like that sugar content that comes out of a fig is amazing.
1: Yeah. I I really like looking at it as I eat it. Yeah. The inside is – and uh, I, I don't know much about – Star Wars, but it looks like that uh, <laughs> hole in the ground that's <laughs> with the teeth that you fall into. Um,
0: uh, for everybody out there, um, Sean is very much. Um, he is. I'm not going to say a snob, but you are very much a f- <laughs> uh, a movie enthusiast. Let's put it that way. I'll put it as you are. <laughs> sure, I, I
1: am. I, I, yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> yeah, I love movies, but I, I like. I like them them all in different directions, really. Yes. And I yeah. don't, just like with food, I don't really want to, you know, you get your enjoyment how you want to get it. Yeah. And that's yeah. beautiful. It is. Um, you know, and I don't like, I don't like Star Wars. That's <laughs> simply it.
0: I, it's funny because I think that, um, it, like, people are, I've heard people like kind of be very uh, timid in a way to be like... Uh, yeah, you know, Star Wars is cool. And then they'll like change the subject or I don't know what it is about Star Wars. Like I know that there's a fan following and, and you know, for me, like I grew up with it. I grew up watching it. Um, it yeah. was, it was like very thick in my family. And so like, why wouldn't I like it? Yeah. But if you didn't and right, you watched well, it later uh, in life.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This culturally, it's, it's so important to American culture. Like, it really is. To not be into it is almost anti-American. It's something... <laughs> that's you're not American. <laughs> yeah, there's something that I feel about it, where it's like when someone says you don't like it, you're like, what? You know, but that kind of goes away as you get older. The crowd changes. But Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like the sappy love stories. I think it's poorly written. I don't get much... I'm not much into fantasy in general, but, I, you know... Uh, oh, you don't, you know, you don't like
0: the brother-sister love story? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really and It's it gets, so weird It's it poorly written I laugh yeah. I, I just like Chuckle at it and then, and then I I just never get into it The acting's usually Pretty bad Yeah um, I mean listen But I also haven't seen All of it I don't It might have improved I Once I saw The Phantom Menace and was like completely out like this, it's impossible for these to be good.
0: Yeah. Those, those three were pretty bad. Uh, Listen, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. You go back and you watch the first one that was made, which was called The New Hope. And the way that movie was made was literally like four of them were sitting in a box and someone was outside the box shaking it. And they were showing like a poster of stars in the, in the window. Right. It is. It is horrible i can 't go back and watch it now. The nostalgia of it is great for me personally, what I grew up with um, but the storyline is like it 's one of those storylines that always has um some sort of like turn or twist or you know someone 's related to somebody and or you know this happened to this villain, and then this villain became uh, a a hero and blah 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 and I think. Um, you said it was, it was a culturally, it was, it was American thing. And, and that's, you know, as Americans, we love heroes, right? We're all about Mm -hmm. superheroes. We were talking about this today. Like the, the Marvel, uh, the, whatever Marvel is like, you want to call it a extravaganza or what? There's so many movies, right? But we love our heroes (laughs) and that's what it is, you know?
1: And we want like heroes, battling their inner demons overcoming things right. being left on the outside not winning it's not story of,
0: not uh, being accepted by our it. father
1: because <laughs> that's what yeah. star wars is <laughs> yeah that's uh, intense too yeah. i mean that definitely rings the bell for a lot of men
0: yeah um, yeah totally I don't know. You know, and it's, it was, it's interesting.
1: The sister thing.
0: We just, so it's often, it'll be put up on our, uh, on the TV as background music or background noise sometimes if we're like kind of doing yeah. stuff around the house. So, you know, Alana will put it on if she sees it and, and I'm always just blown away. Like when I'm like, the, they're going to kiss though, your brother and sister, not that I'm judging anybody, but like you're, <laughs> come on. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna slide right past that comment, and we're gonna go back to the diet thing. And I'll, I'll kind of yeah. I'm kind of interested what because um, you you know you had a, a bone to pick with it. What what was the thing that set you off on that?
1: It just seems to be around everywhere I look, yeah. and I think there's definitely more of the movement to to kind of just say. You know, hey, don't don't talk about the food that I eat. You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that's. A I think good... it's
1: becoming. A, there's a bit of an empowerment yeah. on it. Yeah, and it's always kind of bothered me. I mean, it's it's just an industry of uh, fear. It's a, and I really do think it hurts people. It it, it affects you and I uh, unconsciously. Like mm-hmm. there's times where I see way people eat, and I feel this like twinge of judginess. Yeah it's less now than ever for me. Right. Um, but there's a time where you're just, it's everywhere surrounding you. And right. at the same time, you're being offered the food that people say is bad for you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just kind of got it all messed up. Um, and I think it hurts how we cook. I think it hurts how we think about our food. I think younger uh, teenagers, probably really struggle with it you know like they they eat what they eat because of what the parents get maybe there's financial limitations maybe there's not maybe there's too much effort being put on being perfect Mm -hmm. you know it's it's tough um and i I don't think food should be treated that way
0: well you know i i like i said before the relationship with food is a very um it's a very important thing to me in my world um i you know i really strive to and like we were talking about earlier which is create a um an open playing field of building a relationship with food with my kids. You know, I think that's my, my part of being a parent. That's my duty to just open it up and let them experience things, but also let them eat the things they like in, in, uh, you know, a certain aspect. Um, I, you've heard, how
1: good are you at with your kids helping you cook?
0: Oh, so Maddie and I, Maddie and I have a pretty good, uh, cooking relationship because I, you know, when when it comes to the technical stuff, it's like, you know, obviously I'm taking over. But if Maddie comes to me, it's like, yeah, hey, I want to help you cook. Or like, here's here's a good example. Uh, I take Maddie food shopping with me. You know, when we go, we food shop every week, and so I take her with me. And um, she lately, I let her pick something out, but she p- been picking out the brownie mix. Right? She's like, Dad, I want to cook brownies. Mm. I said, Okay, cool. So uh, we'll get the brownie mix and. Uh, we come home and she makes it. She either makes it with myself or she makes it with Alana. Like we're, we're making sure she's doing it right. She has a kind of a hard time measuring things, uh, gets a little carried away, um, learning how to crack the egg, but she is very, very interested and wants to learn about food. Now Jackson is a completely um, different story. He would rather sit down and read a book about food than get into the kitchen Mm. and actually cook it. So, um, the opportunity is always there for both of them, but I, I will say Jackson does like to play with pizza dough. That's about, that's probably the extent yeah. of his stuff.
1: How do you deal with like patience in yourself? Um, like, do you, I can tell you, you know, exactly. It's, it's, I have a hard time. Yeah, basically I'm no. having a hard time.
0: Well, you know, um, cause Alana has uh, really, really struggles with it as well. What I do is, and I, this probably may come off, um, a little bad, or I don't know. No, it won't. I manipulate it, so I'm giving them tasks that I know that they can do. That a, they're not going to hurt themselves. They're not going to burn themselves, and it's something that it will fill their cup. So, like for instance, um, you know, I'll take the box of, of brownie mix. I'll cut the bag open, and I'll say, "Okay, Maddie, I want you to gather." You know, I want you to get the eggs out. Basically, I have her do the mise en place. So I get, I have her get all the eggs. I get the bottle of oil. Um, pre- she knows how to preheat the oven. It's all stuff that she is capable of doing and, and has the wheelhouse for it, right? Um, so I don't have to be over her shoulder like, no, 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 do, no, do it like this, like this. And then when it comes to like, you know, putting everything together, like I'm cracking the egg and putting in a cup and then she's taking the cup and pouring it in the bowl. So okay. again, I'm yeah. giving her steps that she can do now. Don't get me wrong. Um, I've had her get all the mise en place together and then she just starts like cracking eggs and I'm like, <laughs> no, it's one egg first of all. And you just got like four eggs on the floor. So that is, We'll test the parent and it, it has tested me, but you have to go into it knowing that you're not, um, you're not there to cook a perfect meal. It's all about the experience for the kid. And you, and if you can take that part out of it and you can say, Hey, you know how to, uh, you know, maybe, um, rip the head off of, of, uh, of green beans, maybe, you know, have them do that. You know how to shuck corn. Let's have, let's give them that mm-hmm. task. Right. Here's how you shuck it. You got to make sure and get all the leaves off, put it all in the bag. And then it's very task oriented. And so, as you know, in the kitchen, you're super task or everything's task oriented. Everything has a specific process. And so you're teaching them processes and tasks and how to complete something. And so I see there's more value. They may not be cooking, but there's more value in being able to give them a task and have them complete it from step one to five. And then saying, this is your end product. Awesome job. Let's move on to the next.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I guess for me, it's just like general patience. I, I don't know. Like, it's just something like I have this like feeling that I just want to do this on my own. This way, I, it's like, I want to be involved in it completely. Yeah. I give yeah. them things with pancakes, waffles, mm-hmm. you know, stirring the dry ingredients, wet ingredients. Shucking corn is one that Luton does. Yeah. yeah. Hazel, like shredded some Asiago cheese a day. Um, you know, there's just so much that goes into it. Wash your hands. you wash your hands? Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed and I needed to dial it in. Uh, well, it's something I'm aware a, of, but struggling. With.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think that, um, for, for you and I, like, I have this thing in the kitchen where it's my safe place. Right. So like if I'm struggling or say I had a bad day and I, or I'm stressed out about something, you know, I'll like I'll say to Alana, like I'm, I'm cooking dinner tonight um, and I need space. So it's like they just stay out of the kitchen and I, I kind of like I put I'll put on some, you know, some like classical music and I'll just zone out on the food. That's an opportunity I take for myself. And I think that. Um, for you, you're, it sounds like that's what might, what you want to be. You want to have to have that, like that ability to just unwind in the kitchen and just, you know, almost de-stress. Right. I mean,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it is, it is that for me, but I, I want them. I know that I helped my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how or why, or maybe it wasn't, I'm sure it was difficult for her too. And I wasn't always involved, mm-hmm. but, um, you know and a they fun get involved, one. but yeah. I want them involve them more. We bought it, like one of those like kids knives, too that oh,
0: yeah,
1: I can't remember the name of it um some an O, but it's got a little like circle ring on it for you put your finger in uh-huh um, and it's got a little guard for your uh hands uh Luton uses it more than hazel. that's awesome. Steffi's much better at it, yeah, you know she gets in the cut like she'll just like, we are making this, I'm gonna bring an apple out and you can cut this apple. It's like you're part of it,
0: right. Right. And and that's a good thing. You know, you, you guys have to have objective ways of dealing with it so they can learn multiple processes. Right. I mean, they got to learn to be able to yeah. cook with dad and they got to learn to be able to cook with mom. It's, it's not an easy thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, I, I've definitely struggled with it. I may have sound like I am like, Oh yeah, I got it all figured out, but I don't. Um, I can say that my main thing is I just have to have patience and I have to know that what I'm cooking is not going to be something that that great like we're doing a a pre-made brownie mix or we're doing pancakes we're not i'm not going to be in there and developing a donut or developing a new recipe and being like hey maddie come with Mm me you know um but you know at the same point like uh i think it's a good learning experience for them to see it and to be a part of it i don't know
1: yeah i want them to like it and start to appreciate it i mean i'm also like over inflating like i want them to understand it quicker than i did yeah uh, that's yeah. not fair Excuse that's
0: me. well that's that's a big thing i i am always like i'll tell her terms and then the next time we go in there and she doesn't remember i'm like well you don't i, I just told you this what, what do you mean you don't remember and then i gotta think like yeah. she's a kid <laughs> she's in she's she's in middle school she's going through like puberty she ain't gonna remember the and place word. <laughs> like come on
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It's
0: interesting. So yeah, I think you, you know, I think the intention is right. And so no matter what the, no matter what happens, uh, I think you're, you're onto something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we are rolling up on time, uh, 48 minutes in. This is a perfect amount of time. Sean, thank you so much. Um, we will be doing this, you know, once a week, I would like if we can do it more or if we have to do it less, then we'll have to do it less. But like We're gonna have multiple shows of this. Um, It's only gonna get better from here, and uh, I'm excited. What about you?
1: I'm very excited. We can like Thursday is what I mean. We'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. We'll communicate. We'll make it work. I am excited. I think talking more grows. Subjects change. Yep. Uh, Yep.
0: It'll be good. Like it. It'll be good,
1: man. And so I'm gonna listen to myself.
0: Not many people do. I'll tell you that from hundred percent experience. Not many people like nobody's listening to their own podcast. Um, I have (laughs) to, because I have to edit it. So it's like, I'll, I'll do that. Bear that one for us. But, um, I thought you were
1: doing a self-deprecation joke. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was
0: going to go, I was about to go down the road of like, we have two listeners. So don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's a lot of Maddie. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like two downloads. Yes. Um, Oh, I see the Hulu downloaded those. Okay, never mind. So, but, anyways, um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sean. And uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Have, have a great night, and we'll uh, talk to you soon.
1: Have a good night. Thanks, right. Matt. Yeah, thanks.